I should? Yeah. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Inside Out. Hey, George. How are you, man? What's up, dude? I'm good. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen you for a few days. Was it before the lesbian wedding? Uh, yes. Oh, then yeah, I did get a haircut. Because when you said that, I was like, I, I thought I saw him the other day. Yeah, you, you, know, you texted me pictures of the food and the wedding cake. Yeah. And all that stuff. How was your Easter? It was good. We had that carnitas. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teresa's mom made the uh, thing. Speaking of Easter, I found out why the Easter bunny is part of Easter. I Why? So they say that it's kind of cloudy, Yeah. Okay. the origin of it, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so Easter is the Christian celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. But the seasonal chocolate eggs and the bunny who delivers them are nowhere to be found in the scripture. There's no book of bunny, right? Don't wreck it for me, George. Okay, so the exact no origin... chocolate in the Bible? Is there? <laughs> no. Oh, no. But they had to have chocolate back then, though, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I think chocolate's been around for thousands and thousands of years. No, the cocoa bean. No, I think the cocoa bean, uh, I'm sure has, but I think chocolate is something that's... I mean, I think in the last few hundred years. Hundreds of years? Yeah. I don't know. Go ahead and Google that. I'll re finish reading the origin of the Easter Bunny. Okay. One of the theories is that the symbol of the rabbit stems from a pagan tradition, specifically the festival of Eastera, the goddess of fertility, whose animal symbol was a bunny. And rabbits are known for their energetic breeding. <laughs> That's a funny way to say it. Uh have tradition, tra traditionally symbolized fertility. So the goddess of fertility, what her animal was a bunny and they're known. Okay, so the eggs are also representative of new life and it's believed that the decorated eggs for Easter dates back to the 13th century. Hundreds of years ago, churches had their congregation abstain from eggs during Lent allowing them to be consumed again on Easter. According to History.com, the 19th century Russian high society started exchanging ordinately decorated eggs, even jewel-encrusted, on Easter. So that's kind of how the East, the eggs came about. Russians would, I'm thinking like those Fabergé eggs, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, so they would start giving those back and forth. But how did the Easter Bunny begin delivering eggs on American shores? According to some sources, the Easter Bunny first arrived in America in the 1700s with German immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania and transported their tradition of an egg-laying hare called Osterhaus or Osterhaus. The children made nests in which the creature could lay its colored eggs Eventually, the custom spread across the United States, and the fabled rabbit's Easter morning deliveries expanded to include chocolate and other types of candy and gifts, while decorated baskets replaced the nest. Additionally, children often left out carrots for the bunny in case he got hungry from all his hopping. There you go. So, it has nothing to do with religion, I guess. Or pagan, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. The goddess of fertility. I still eat chocolate on Easter. Yeah, it's funny because I bet chocolate companies kind of adopted most of our, like, Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Just anything to make a buck. 
<laughs> I mean, I imagine, dude. I spent so much on the Easter basket. I told myself I'm gonna. I had. I took out a hundred dollar bill and I said I'm gonna. Whatever I can get for a hundred dollars, I'm gonna like put all this in a basket. And uh, you did that this Easter? Yeah, but I You're couldn't even. Well, no, I I just thought because her cousin was coming over, I was gonna just do an encompassing thing and just give my. Uh, limit a hundred dollars for Easter. It, it, your eyes are saying it, but it wasn't that. It didn't go that far as much as you think. Like, You're kidding me. No, 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 no. So we got like face paint that okay. was like thirty bucks. Oh, got it. Uh, and then the basket and just everything. Like I did it from scratch. Okay. I didn't buy an Easter basket, and then I had to put all the candy in each egg. I mean, I think I didn't. I don't think I spent all of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just told myself I wasn't gonna go over. A hundred. So I figured if I took it out of the bank instead of use my card, yes. it'd be easier to keep track of my limit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny though, the, I think day before yesterday, Rogue was getting upset because uh, at me about something, and I let it slip. I go, uh, "Why are you so upset?" Like, oh, she wanted to get ice cream, and I had just bought ice cream. We had some in the fridge. She wanted a drumstick from the grocery store. And I was like, dude, you have, it's way better ice cream in the fridge. It hasn't been open in. And I kind of snapped and I was like, man, I got you ice cream. I get you candy canes. I got you all kinds of stuff from the Easter basket. Like I got her. And she just looked at me and goes, I thought it was from the Easter bunny. <laughs> That's the best. Dude, I told this. I was like, no, the other stuff. That's I got the other bad. stuff. I couldn't believe in the moment of like us going back and forth, oh. she caught. Well, wait a minute. I thought the Easter Bunny bought all that. Cause it was like four days. Busted. Yeah, I was. Oh, but she's a brilliant kid. She's apparently smarter than me. <laughs> and just in case anybody uh, is wondering, we have the uh, landscaping crew outside the door right now, so you might be hearing. Some blowers. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's inside and out. Yeah. Right? That's how I. There you go. I just don't know if they can hear it, but I can. Saddleback. We had an amazing Easter service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was going on here? Oh, man. Pastor Andy crushed it. I think Easter Sunday, there were 20 something thousand people here. Wow. And so people just running around. Was there uh, anybody in Easter, a bunny suit? Uh, taking pictures. I know they have all uh, the eggs and carrots out there and everything. Yeah, I didn't see no photo ops. I did not see the bunny. They probably get letters if you had a bunny walking around. Really? Oh, oh yeah. People would. would what say, about a bunny walking around with a Bible? Um, <laughs> Is that? <laughs> I guarantee mowing you. Cloth. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's churches that have a bunny walking around with a Bible. Um, there might be, huh? Oh, I'm sure. Why not? I mean, it's yeah. It's, you know. Um, there's places you can get your picture taken with in a garden of flowers or with, I know here at the Saddleback campus, like giant Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, eggs. the carrots. And I think it's great. A wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow. What a yeah. fun thing. You know, no, totally. Thing. So worship was awesome. Oh, is there, I got, there's got to be a church out there that just has nothing to do with the Easter Bunny, right? Like maybe even tells people that that's just pagan ritualistic. I garbage. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what's interesting. I guarantee there's churches that, I mean, I know there are churches that don't allow any kind of Outside. No no music or instruments. Whoa, really? Yeah, that are very anti-music. They don't think that's godly. 
Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Even okay. though there's like a lot, even I know there's a lot of Bible verses that says like rejoice in song and like uh, the angels singing all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that they would take that stance against singing. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of Footloose, the city that doesn't let people dance. Like, there's people that like get ticked off at Salvec Church because we, you know, we've got this amazing production team. You know, great lighting, great music, and the, and the worship is amazing. We've got a whole band. And what do they that, get ticked off about? They feel that that's not godly, that it's too much of a performance, that it's... It's all bells and whistles. Yeah, exactly, that it's too seeker-friendly. But I think it's great. I, I love I love worship. Man, that's an interesting... In all the things, too, I've heard uh, of religion and church and stuff, I've never heard uh, somebody taking a stance against singing. That's interesting. That's yeah. super interesting. Yeah, so I, let me clarify. I don't know if it's a stance against singing. I just think that there's some churches that don't yeah, yeah, instruments, yeah. like like drums. That would freak. That would be right. And it's interesting. There's a whole spectrum of different worship experiences, and you know, I'm, and they it can be very solid. You know, Christian churches who just worship in a different way. Right. They just, you know, right. choose to gather in a different way. Uh, as long as it's based on the Bible, you know. It's the same Jesus, you know. So I bet they're my brothers and sisters. Right. All on the same team. So if you don't want to have a pet of a drummer in your band, that's fine for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we kind of vote with our feet. You know, we kind of decide where we're going to go to church. And there's people that love Saddleback and will flock to Saddleback, which is awesome. Um, well, yeah, it wouldn't have been able to grow like this if it didn't have yeah. support of the people. Yes. So anyway. I mean, there's a reason why I haven't heard of churches like that is because it's probably not fun. I, you know, you I know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't, can't imagine not being able to just stand up and shout hallelujah whenever you want. You like, know? like you did last time you were at church. I think you mistaken. I was saying, where's the bathroom? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to raise your hand, George. Hey, George. <laughs> or stand up and interrupt. <laughs> It's funny, too, because when we were setting up for something, I think it was some meal before they were putting all the chairs out and everything, they had that stage outside. They had, man, I, I was really surprised that it was just so, so much of an overflow uh, audience outside of the church on Easter. Yeah. It's funny, too, because I remember I asked you, does it bug you that people are only coming for that day? You said no, but I was like, there's got to be somebody who's like, and why don't these people come all year? Why aren't they coming one day? That'd be great, but I'd rather have them at least come one day. Yeah, rather yeah. than not show up and and yeah. you know, Pastor Andy had this amazing message and it was just the salvation of Christ and and in a nutshell and it's beautiful. So, do they go extra long on Easter? No, no, no. no okay, it's, it's, it, that's one of the things. Like Andy, um, it's a, it's. I think it's like an hour service, maybe a little bit over an hour, because logistics. You know, if you if you go over that, then um, you know, because people have got to pick up their kids from the daycare, right, right. and they've got to drive off the campus, and you've got a whole new group that's coming onto campus. So just all the parking volunteers. How many services do they do that day? I don't know. Okay. I think I know for sure they did a seven a.m. service because I got here. Um, oh, that's early. Yeah, I got. Gotta get here before the Easter Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> that chocolate, which, yeah. by the way, is only 200 years old. Chocolate. Chocolate bars. So chocolate. Chocolate bars. That is correct. But they, of course, the cocoa plant has existed for 
But yeah. isn't that how they, they they make hot chocolate? Like they put it in their drinks and stuff. I think back they had ancient civilizations in uh, you know, South America where the cocoa tree is made. Uh, so just full disclosure, aspects. everyone, he's reading his computer screen. He's no, just not coming right, off the top of his head. This is right from my brain. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so ancient civilizations. Go ahead. They made a bitter drink. Okay. Um, for most of it, most of cocoa beans. Um, but that was, and they believed it had medicinal and spiritual properties. But then, in Switzerland, of course, that makes sense. Um, and it's a night game. They opened a chocolate factory. And wow. started mixing it with milk and creating chocolate bars. And okay. so that's how we got hold of it. So the late 19th century, so the late 1800s, Swiss chocolatiers in, in Tobler, and those are still around today. Yeah, yeah. Started making candy bars. The triangle? Yes. The Toblerone? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. And I say praise Jesus. Those things are, that will last forever. Yeah. Those big triangle ones, man. Oh. oh. If I'm at an airport, it lasts forever. No, it doesn't. I eat them on the way home from the grocery That's, store. That uh, says a lot. I know. It does explains a lot. A lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat like a whole Toblerone. Uh, it's funny you say that because about the uh, different ways of... Uh, worshiping in different churches at different stances and, and stuff like that. And I know you guys have gotten uh, some attention because of the females here and then being able to speak and anything like that, being progressive. And it was making me think of like what to talk about when on our next podcast. I'm always trying to think of things to talk about here and interesting topics. And I wanted to get your take on, I think recently the Vatican reverse their stance on something I could be wrong maybe it was gay marriage or something like that how do you guys how do you explain people believing in something for so long and then when society kind of comes around to something and says oh we're cool with it and then like just read what was it it wasn't even that long ago that the and I, I keep saying Vatican I know this is Christian but there have been different views that have just changed their minds have changed like now, I, I know if you went to a church in the 80s, there would be no gay people there. Now there's, you know, gay people at church and they're allowed to worship as well. You know, uh, I know not that long ago, the Vatican had just said, no, during the Holocaust, we're wrong. So how do you still, like, if, if something's going on for so long and you believe something and all of a sudden your church changes their stance on something... How, how do you accept that as a follower? Oh, that's a great question. That's a really, really good question. Because there's all kinds of different issues. Right. All kinds of different issues where, um, you know, our, our culture is continually changing. It's continually evolving. Or at least we think it is. And things that might have been... Or de-evolving. <laughs> yeah, like things that might have been appropriate or, or fine, you know, like right. a couple of decades ago, like horrible a couple of decades ago, people saying, how can I hear you? Here's, here's the thing, uh, like issues such as uh, women pastors. Right. You know, so the church has come out and said, hey, we, um, you know, we have, you know, like, you know, um, Stacy is our lead teaching pastor. Right. But the reality is, is we've always had women in the role of teaching here at Saddleback and, and you know, Kay Warren, one of my favorite speakers, you know, she would get up and she would speak. Um, other friends of mine that are on staff taught, you know, they would lead in different ministries. And, uh, and frankly, 
that's based on how the church has always been from the time of Christ. You know, I mean, Christ, Jesus' view towards women was radical back then, and there were women that were leaders in the church in the, at the time of Christ, and that was just an accepted standard. Um, you know, the issue, I guess, is what should we call them, and, you know, are they pastors, are they teachers, or whatever. Um, so I, myself, uh, think that the church is just doing what it's always done, and, and calling women uh, that are called into ministry pastors instead of just preserving that for men. Saddleback, we have a, a board of elders, a group of elders that are men, and they really oversee the church. And so, um, biblically, the view is because they're overseeing the church, um, that uh, there's, you know, we have men and women right. that, that submit to them. I submit to the elders, you know, they, you know. And there's men and women elders? No, just guy. Just guy elders. Just men, just male, male uh, elders. elders. And, and Say that 10 times fast. Male <laughs> elders, male <laughs> elders, male. That's all right. But there are other things. For instance, there's, like, for instance, gays in the church. Now, that's a whole big thing. And, and you said there weren't gays in the church. I just think there's always been people that had same-sex attraction. Always. I think back, oh, I think it's just always in because there's always, I, I've always been a percentage of people that struggle with that. So our, I, I, for instance, that I, I don't think, um, I think that the church, the Bible does not change according to culture. And I'm not gonna change my, I'm not gonna put culture uh, as a bigger influence on my mind, my thoughts, and my actions above the word of God. I wanna say, no, this is God's plan. I well, that's the whole point of calling yourself. Yeah. Uh, the thing. And I think the word of God is uh, just as rele relevant uh, today, as it was, you know, when you know when Paul wrote the letters, you know, to the different churches. right, right. But but my point is, is a lot of times we think, oh, our culture is incredibly different than it was at the time of Christ. But the reality is, there were all kinds of different sexual practices back at the time of Jesus, or when Paul was preaching. You know, they had temple prostitutes, they had units, they had. So it wasn't something that's just developed here, you know, globally. And when I'm, when I'm saying developed, I mean, you know, in gay relationships, all that stuff. So I think it's always been with us. No, I, I agree with you. I, I know it has. I know uh, dudes, and like even warriors, like Olympics, all, those guys were all sleeping with their coaches. Like it was a thing where like the Olympics, the first Olympics and those warriors and those guys, a young athlete would live and sleep with his coach and they would just they had this connection and it was just it wasn't like a it wasn't like a shameful thing it was like they would really love his coach and he would love his athlete and then they would go out together and they would wrestle and you know they were a team uh so i i know that uh homosexuality has been around probably since the beginning of humans there's probably somebody there, you know what I yeah. mean? So I, I get that it's been around for a long time, but my question is more about when a religious entity takes a stance on something, and then later on, after years and years and years of persecuting people and being mean and just saying that it's not allowed, then all of a sudden it's allowed. It's like if I told Rogue, we can't watch any iPad. We're not watching any iPad for you. It's gonna rot your brain, it's gonna kill, any hope you have of going outside and wanting to play and get away from this blue screen and then 
all of a sudden I'm like, no, it's okay, it's cool. Like, she's going to look at me and be like, man, what, this guy's been lying to me for all this time. This guy's been, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it was more about just, I was thinking about transgender and like everything is so, it seems so crazy nowadays yeah. that like, because people weren't accepted and now they are. And I, I just thought like, why do minds change? And if you could maybe, from your point of view, uh, and I know you guys are more progressive about women leading all that. So it, it wasn't more about the Bible mentioning it because I know it's been around forever. It was more about the Bible mentioning it. And then thousands of years later, people changing that to fit society. I think that happens. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. I think that happens all the time. Right. And right now you can find a church that will tell you whatever you want to believe. They'll say, Oh, right. Right. Fine. Right. You know, and right now there are churches that will tell you whatever you want. And the Bible's clear on that. The Bible says, hey, you know, in the end times, there will be pastors that will say, Brian, please, you say whatever you want. If right. you go to the church. And I think that happens now. There's people that will say, oh, you know, you know, there's, there's churches, there's cults, I mean, that are out there, huh. where, you know, they, they'll use part of the Bible, but then you get a leader that says, okay, um, you can have multiple wives, or, or you don't have to be faithful to your wife. Or whatever. What would what would you say is the difference between a cult and a religion? Well, that's a whole other topic. So let I have a couple more sentences. Okay, on, yeah. On uh, on culture and how culture does always is changing. It is evolving, um, and that's what's so awesome about the Bible is it's a standard. And my thing, anybody that struggles with whatever, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's who knows, um, look at the Bible for yourself. Read it. You know. Right. Read it and see what it says, and 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 follow that. And and I think um, I know one thing Saddleback does not do um, is they do not um, bend the word of God to fit the culture. Right. Um, and the whole issue of women teaching in the church, they did not say, "Hey, our culture is changing, so let's let's bend the word of God." No, I, I think that they um, interpreted the word of God. Uh, in light of, you know, you know how women were treated. Well, that's one of the big ones that's always surprised me about any religion is they're anti or just against women being in positions of authority. But I thought God was like, no, I'm washing her feet. Like, didn't he wash Mary's feet when everyone was like, why are you hanging out with this prostitute? And he was like, dude, I'm washing her. Like, he got down on his knees or something like that, right? Yeah. And, like, you got to figure, too, every person on this planet came out of a woman. Yeah. Like, the fact that for hundreds of years, uh, women were left out of religious positions. And, and no matter Christianity, Catholicism, like, Jewish, oh, my goodness, they can't stand women being in authority figures. Uh, but it trips me out because without women, there is no life. They are literally the vessel of life. And more important almost than the dude because the dude just, you ever hear the comedian, he says, uh, me saying my wife and I had a kid is like me saying we built a cake and I just bought the eggs. <laughs> She, she mixed it, she put the milk in, yeah. she put it in her oven. I just brought the eggs. She put it in her oven. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Okay. okay. 
but that's the analogy of the cake and yeah. the baby, you know, bun in the oven. Uh, so it's always really tripped me out how negative it, it sounds like a lot of the times when people of religious faith talk about women uh, because I feel like they're super important. Well, they are. You know, and a, a lot of, like they even said, the pagan ritual is a, a fertility goddess. Uh, and I think the fertility's uh, ceremonies are throughout a lot of different cultures. And because I think it's like a natural instinct to want to prolong our species. So fertility is super important to do that. So it's always really boggled my mind that women don't have positions of power in religious views. Oh, that's interesting. I, I think one of the things that was radical about Christ is how he treated women. Right. Because at that time, I mean, look, you know, speaking of Easter, you know, he, as a follower of Christ, you know, he rose from the dead, man. And the first person that he wanted to know about that was a woman. Who did he, who was it? Mary Madeline. Mary. Mary. When he came out and was like, where's Mary? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no. She came to look for him. And they, they didn't think he was going to be risen. Right. They just came, you know, to tend after, you know. How did they know he was going to, like, did he tell somebody, I'll be back in three days? I, he, well, he told, he told the disciples, but they didn't understand at the time. He said, I will destroy this temple and rebuild it in three days. And they didn't know what he was talking about. He was talking about his life. And when they went to go, when the women, you know, went to go to the tomb, they went to go tend to a dead body. They expected to find a dead body there. And he was risen. And that's, you know, the miracle that my faith is based on. The right. fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And it, what an honor, you know, that he didn't, he, you know, he, you know, his disciples weren't the first to see him. You know, uh, it wasn't, you know, John or Mark. It was... Right, which I think, which I think is, is awesome, and and also in the early church, like I mentioned, there were women that that led, that were teaching, that were um, had leadership roles, which was radical at the time, based on that culture. I wonder what changed things, like because I mean, even even nowadays, uh, women are still on the back burner, just like as far as like in other countries, like oh, you're gonna marry. Uh, marry my son here's 30 goats and you know this here and there and it's like a barter system like marrying daughters off in some countries still to this day it was definitely back then I think that's based on different worldview and, and different religious thought um, that might uh, yeah that's my that is my guess in different right. countries it would be like Hindu or Muslim different types of traditions regarding women um I love the fact, as a matter of fact, I've been hugely blessed over the years because I have been ministered to. Uh, you know, some of my favorite teachers are women. Yeah. And I said it again, Kate Warren, Stacy Wood, you know, come on. Uh, no, 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 they're cool. cool. I, do, I definitely know some cool women. That's why I'm surprised Katie, the Katie church. Edwards, I'll go on and on. Yeah. People that have run ministries. I think I've, I've been on seven or eight trips to Africa with Katie Edwards. Wow. And she, you know, we, and she runs that whole thing. and. Teachers and ministers. Sherry Healy, shout out. Sherry Healy. <laughs> She's my friend. My first Kathy, another cool person. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and I, yeah, I, I hear you. It's just interesting that since the beginning of time, it's been almost like a bartering chip. I have a, a daughter, you know, like just, it's crazy. 
Well, even now, I mean, women are viewed as property in some right. countries, and, and um, you know, they, they don't you know, have the rights of, you know. Yeah, very true. Very true. That's crazy. That's crazy how that at some point in our human history, one person was just like, nope, I'm more important than you. Yeah. Like, it didn't even matter that we're both here. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm more important than you are because I can chop down a tree and not get tired like you can or whatever the reason was back then. I can ward off animals or, you know. Uh, it's funny, too, because you were saying the chocolate. Who was the original one that made the bitter drink? Like the Aztecs? Is that what you said? Mayans? Ancient civilization. Ancient civilization. Central America. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It could have been either of those. The Mayans and the Aztecs. Okay. And they Dang. were on some chocolate. They had like a really bitter drink. Right, but they said it had medicinal. And spiritual med- property. And spiritual property. So... You I've ever had several, have? I've an, had several spiritual chocolate experiences. I was just about to say, have you ever had a mad woman, a, a girl mad at you, and you give them chocolate, and it's like it just cures all insanity and craziness? So that's probably what was going on back then. These chicks were freaking out on the temples, and like, go get that drink. Go get get them, get them the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Go get the bitter. <laughs> um, I think that goes both ways. I've had male and female friends. That, chill out on chocolate it releases dopamine i mean you know it's got to have something it's funny i'm not a big chocolate guy really? i'm not man oh interesting i mean chocolate's good but like especially chocolate ice cream i'd rather go with a flavor like okay. a, uh you know like a pecan or a, a strawberry some type of flavor i'm not just chocolate or vanilla good to know but a lot of girls eat just straight chocolate chocolate with chocolate fudge and chocolate ice cream on top uh, uh syrup on top like Death by chocolate, they even have that one dessert, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Chocolate's such a big part of our culture. That's my deal. <laughs> chocolate. So that's interesting, your observation that women are leaders here in Saddleback. And I think that's a great thing. And I think that we're... A lot of them, dude. A lot of them uh, that we cater are ran by women. A lot of the stuff we go to. That is a really good point. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Oh, dude, they're... Uh, the or- organizers of a lot of the stuff we cater, they're the ones telling us where, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't, has there been any men, actually? I have had, like, sure. Um, yeah, because like, men. Megan runs Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. And Lexi, my friend Lexi. Yeah, she did the one the other day. Yeah, for the. Laura, Laurel? Laura. Laura. Laura does the other one. Who does the Alpha one on Wednesday nights. Um, and you know what? Now that you Kathy that, runs the uh, other place, the other campus. Yeah, down in San Juan Campus. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. I think. Women are running Saddleback, dude. That's what it is. I need to make one of them an elder. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Saddleback is uh, leading the way with that, for sure. I, I think you raised some interesting questions. So I, I, like the, I, I think I like the idea of talking about culture versus the Bible. And number one, I, I think that uh, people think, well, there's stuff going on now that just wasn't happening back when the Bible was written. And so that means the Bible's irrelevant. But the reality is, is there was crazier stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Back at the time when the Bible was written and, written, and Paul was right in the midst of that. And um, there was all kinds of sexual practices and, identities or whatever yeah, for back sure. then. So what we see now, I, I feel like it's, it's nothing new. I don't think God's surprised by it. Um, there's all kinds of, I, you know, I, I'm 
like Bible studies for years, you know, for high school kids and college kids, and they struggled with trans, you know, transgender right. issues. They struggled with same-sex attraction. They struggled with all kind, you know, wanting to have sex. Yeah. Outside of marriage. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to talk about at one point. At some point, maybe we get a marriage counselor in here about. Christian sex life like is non-existent you know what I mean I've always wondered but that's another topic it's funny you say that about the Bible uh, being relevant now because a lot of people say maybe it's not relevant because the things that are going on now uh, weren't going on back then but I've heard a lot of people use that argument for uh, this not disproving but just saying like if somebody brings up something gnarly in the Bible, like why why were they doing? Oh, well, you have to remember the time it was written, like that was what's going on. So I see people use it as an out to say, oh well, that's how it was back then. It's not like that back then. I'm just taking it. You have to take it as something that was written in that time, not in this time. But then they're also saying it as far as. Yeah, I feel like that's a catch-22, man, because I've heard people use that excuse to not, like I said, not disprove, but discontinue some of the beliefs that were back then. No, that's a great point. That, you know? that, that's a great point. And I can think of illustrations, for instance. Well, I can think of things where they use culture to uh, excuse things that might look different for us today, you know, for instance. Right, it'd be crazy nowadays, some of the things. Oh, sure. Right. You, can, you know, you can go through like, the Old Testament and all that stuff, you know, right. the wars and the, you know, God saying going and destroy everything in this, in this community, right. you know, the kids, the, you know, women, every animal. And, you know, that was horrible. But, um, you know, I can look. I, you know, my my goal is to look at it from God's perspective. Right. Um, so anyway, but that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, we got anything coming up around like we need to let anybody know about? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. So the Easter Sunday is done. Uh, what's the next big holiday? Big church holiday? Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, for me, it's like the Super Bowl. Uh, youth ministry is summer camp for high school ministers coming up. Summer camp, okay. And that is, you know, we'll, we'll take hundreds of kids um, out to Biola College and we will have rec where we all dress up crazy. You know, I think last year, two years ago, we were the, we were the purple team. So guys dress up as grapes and, and, <laughs> and paint their faces and make some amazing time. But it's, it's, it's like, you know, as a as a volunteer youth leader, I, I get to spend Tuesdays, two hours a, a week with my kids, and we have dinner together, and we do a Bible study, and we just did it, you know, last night. Yeah. Um, actually, two nights ago. And it's, it's great to be able to just hang out for a week with these kids and do rec together, eat three meals a day together, stay up late at night, having talks. It's a great way just to connect and grow. You're amazing speakers, so I'm trying to get all my life to place to go. So what? Uh, it's at Biola University. It's at Biola, which is cool. The food's good. Is it? Uh, oh, you're not catering or anything? I am not. Okay, I get to just show up and be a leader. Nice. 
And uh, we got to stay on a campus dorm over there or we something? We stay in the dorms. Okay. We stay in the dorms. We get up in the morning. We have great worship. And, and it's off the hood. Yeah, that's interesting. Worship. Is uh, Are there people not living in the dorms over there or something? Like, that they have enough empty spaces for a whole church ministry, youth ministry? Oh, yeah. Not during the summer. The students during the oh, summer. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't score. And and it's it's a it's a it's a win win and um, Sarabak makes some of these you know world class speakers. Yeah, I'm sure they challenging that are interesting. Right. And uniquely enough, a lot of the speakers are women. I'd say about half of them are women. Something and they're great. Um, worship is amazing, and it's a time of just transformation. I mean, there's kids that can make yeah amazing decisions for Christ, and so that's my hope. Even those that are Christians can reaffirm their faith and can grow in their faith and just bond. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what's just dawning on me is I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, you're like, yeah, a lot of them are women, 50% of them. I started thinking, like, it's so weird that men have made this stance of like women can't be in positions of authority because every time I've hung out with a bunch of dudes, I've been miserable. When I hang out with a bunch of girls, I'm ecstatic. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, that's yeah. just me. But yeah. I mean, you would think that if you were a guy, you'd want to hang out with a bunch of girls, or at least an even amount. Yeah. Because when you hang out with a bunch of dudes, it's usually uh, little grudge matches, little one-upping, Yeah. you know? It's always this competitive nature with men. Yeah. You know, so, But I, it is cool just to sit in back and listen to a chick talk every now and then, you know? I like, um, like I'm in a men's group. Right here at Saddleback, and and it's great because I have a group of guys, and I think they need somewhere where they can go and just say, "Hey, you know, talk about their relationships with yeah. their wives or their kids, and encourage one another." And I, I think it's great that it's a, a men's only thing, and I I love the fact that the women get together and they can talk about, "Hey, you know, how can we minister more effectively?" Or, or we definitely need balance. Yeah, we definitely need balance, but. I think it's safe to say that in the world of religion uh, programs, yeah. I guess that the women have taken a backseat, and that just surprises me. But uh, not here. Okay. <laughs> I, I like it. I like mixed company too. Like yeah, yeah, totally. I have so mixed like, company is a good way to put it. Some of my friends, um, they're so much more fun to be with since they got married. <laughs> Really? Oh yeah, I have friends okay. that were. I'm like, you know, I've not experienced that yet. Oh, but. some people, I mean, <laughs> some, some some of my buddies that are dear dear friends that I love them, you know, lifelong friends. Right. Um, when they got married, they were so much more fun to be around. Um, okay. Just the personalities got a little better. They were more open, and 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 it's a, and they're it's just I think it's a God thing, you know. I could see oh God brought these two together, right. and together they're better than they were individually. And that's really what marriage is all about. So, all right. Well, what do you think? Have well, we talked enough? I think we have. Okay. Right? It's been fun. We've talked about all kinds of different issues. We touched on different issues. Yeah. Most importantly, chocolate. And but, not each other. And not each other. <laughs> uh, just touching on topics here. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been an amazing 41 minutes and 42 seconds. Are you just counting down to where you get out of here? Jeez. I need to get some chocolate now we can talk about that. There we go. Uh, All right, well, thanks for listening. I'm George. I'm Chip.